Hello, welcome back to Kiss Me Fat Boy episode 6666. I'm your host, Giovanni, <laughs> and that is your host, Ray. What up, Ray? Our first official sound effect on the new software, guys. Woohoo! So we might do a little bit of overkill with it, so bear with us. All right, so just going to put the disclaimer out there real quick before we start. You as a listener are deciding if this is a conversation or a confrontation regarding the topics we address on this episode, which is episode six, six, six. Mine sounded weird. Mine sounded so fucking weird doing that. It just wasn't the same as yours. You gotta say it fast. You gotta say it fast. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, six, 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 six. You stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Overkill already. Whatever. Okay. All right, so what's up, Gio? How was your weekend spill? Um, all right. So I am in College Station right now for the next six days. Came to visit a friend. Um, had a sinus infection all last week. Sucked ass. It was not the best thing ever. Um, but of course, with the temperatures being hot, cold, hot and cold, of course, hot and cold mean going outside hot, going inside to a very cool place, going out, out you know, out in, out in, blah, 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 blah. It was bound to catch me at some point. What? Sounded a lot like sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean shit. It's like essentially an STD for your fucking nostrils. But anyways, oh shit. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, it, it, yeah. I mean, of course, getting over that kind of had like a little bit of a uh, leftovers. Uh, that's just kind of like le- uh, leaving my body, which is great. But um, yeah. anyways, uh, enough of my disgusting body functionalities. Um, no, just really just chilling here. I mean, like I said, you know, here in College Station, this is the first time actually. I got into a plane last night to fly somewhere since October of last year when we went to Fort Lauderdale for Halloween. So it was definitely an experience. I, it was, TSA was great, blah, blah, blah. You know, I just, the one part that I don't like is the uncertainty when it comes to will he or will he not make his plane? Will there be cancellation? Will there be something that's going to cause, you know? And I keep hearing a lot of people saying that they're going through like, uh, delays and I'm like and I, I was texting I was texting my friend last night I said if there's one fucking delay I'm leaving back to my house no, you know real, seriously and I was just like you know I'm just I'm not dealing with it like at all so he, he laughed he was just like he was like no nah, I I get it trust me and I was like well thank god you do because uh <laughs> you know it, it's it's I I don't I don't have patience for that I really don't that's why like I, Zach and I have a rule if it's no more than six hours we'll just drive it makes more sense to us um to do just do that but i know some people are a little bit different so uh but i mean other than that i mean um not much here like i said in texas um the only thing that i will sit there and kind of shit on texas uh now living in tennessee is man the tap water is so fucking different here it's like gross like i never realized how gross uh, texas tap water was until i moved to tennessee and i was like what the fuck and Zach was like, yeah, he goes like, you know, living in Memphis, is like, we have the better of water between y'all. And I was like, no, 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 you know, Texas to the day I die, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and no, no, he was, uh, he was very much right. Like our, our water tastes like, like chemicals. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> <laughs> and not the good kind, you know, not the good kind. If there is such a thing. Yeah. Well, I didn't have much of a fucking weekend. It was pretty boring other than that. Sunday post where I ruffled a few feathers. Um, Bitch, what, ruffled. Yeah, what, you, you plucked. Know, you plucked. <laughs> plucked a little by little. Now, but I think it was, 
I think it was a good thing, essentially, right? Because it kind of so to make a long story short, real quick, that post was about Geo. So a lot of you, it was. It was just two of you <laughs> got it right. Yes, he is one of my number one BFFs. I said six, one six, of them. Six, blah, blah. He's so stupid. It's gonna be overkill. <laughs> that shit's gonna be fucking overkill, bro. Um. So, anyways, yeah. So it was about me and Geo. So it was just a hypothetical situation. Which turned out to be a good thing because, you know, we kind of, you know, there was a deeper rooted issue. In the beginning, when I created the post, he was literally on the phone and I'm like, you know what? You didn't fucking include, include me in these uh, fucking thoughts or whatever it is that you, what may have you, what you thought was going to be or possibly could be a blueprint from a blueprint of this proposal to Zach, whenever that is, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like fuck like my feelings were kind of hurt and it's okay you know your feelings do get hurt i mean i'm a, an emotional gangster but i still get hurt too you know um i think that's what it means but anyways <laughs> i'm i'm more so emotionally gangsterish towards everything but like the sap shit right like whatever so i stuff like that usually is like fucking pellets to me you know it's just like it bounces off me you know i'm fucking i made a vibranium like that shit just bounces off like nothing water off of i mean water off a duck's back or what, whatever the fuck they say I'm getting tongue twisted here but um yeah so usually i don't trip about the small shit um but it did hurt my feelings that i wasn't included in this hypothetical um scenario um that he is still working out he's still working the kinks out whenever that may be so yeah so what you read was pretty much it um again there's more to it but again it just pretty much thrusted us into having a deeper conversation about like friendships. Mm -hmm. Geo, you know, he was more so, not more so, but he's someone who handles his friendships differently. So most of his friends, I'm going to say about 90%, I'm not going to say all of them because I'm probably, I fall in the 10% where they can fuck and still be cool, still be friends. They can cuddle and still be friends. It's nothing more, nothing less, right? Whereas with me is that's not the case. It's a hundred percent platonic. There's there's a history there, but it's never been sexually. There's it's it's it wasn't derived from that. We were purely friends from inception, and that's how it's gonna end when it gets to the grave, right? So again, so he his friendships and the way he he navigates those are a little bit different than mine. So again, for example, he's told me plenty of stories where he'll be hanging out, and this is all in the past. Um, I don't know of recent, but where he could be hanging out at a bar and one of his friends could just sit on his lap and they just hug each other and they're cool and no one's tripping. I will never fucking do that. You will never see me doing that um, <laughs> with anybody, actually. I don't with a partner, with a friend, with a loved one. I don't give a fuck. I don't do that. The only one that's allowed to sit on my lap is my nieces and nephew. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think it was just the bigger picture here is how we handle each other as friends. And I just felt like we... You know, it, it worked out. Um, we had, I don't want to say uncomfortable conversations, but we actually got to talk about us seeing each other more because, you know, he did. He was honest with you guys. Well, we both were, but it was more out of his mouth where we've only seen each other two times. Um, our relationship is more based emotionally, mentally than it is physically. So the chemistry there is we're still working it out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we just had this conversation and it went pretty well. It was over an hour. 
we fought and we butted heads and then we came to a resolution and we just realized, hey, we just need to work on our physical relationship a lot more. God, we sound like a fucking relationship. We sound like a <laughs> sexless relationship. Not that there's anything wrong with that because everyone goes to dress post. I'm not trying to like shame on that or shit on that. But what I'm saying is that, yeah, like what the fuck? Like that f- friendships are just like relationships. Like you got to do the work. You work to get in, work to stay in, right? So, yeah, yeah that's well, where let we're me, at. Let me give a little more of like a detailed context of what some people are kind of scratching their head. First of all, again, remember this episode six, 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 six. Blah! <laughs> Gonna be the last one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so what happened was, you know, everything that's going on in the world right now, you know, of course, these uh Roe versus where Roe versus Wade was overturned. So it's causing a lot of panic, you know, rightfully so. And Zach got home, and one night we were just, you know, a couple of nights ago, we we're in bed, and he was just like, you know, why don't we just go ahead and do it? You know, and I was like, do what? He's like, just go to the courthouse and you know, just get married. He's like, we don't necessarily need all this, you know. Extra Meet stuff. Me and... at the altar <laughs> with your white dress. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Jagged edge, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, the jam. But no. <laughs> but he was, you know, he was, he was being truthful. But I could hear almost like the fear in his voice. And I was like, I said, you know, baby, I said, not that I don't want to marry you because I do. Um, I said, but I'm not gonna allow nine fucking chairs overturn something that starts overturning other things to dictate somehow how my rights or what I can and cannot do as a person. I said, then fuck all of them. I said, if I have to sit there and go not march, not, you know, peacefully protest, if I have to go burn and riot shit down to make sure, you know, that, that, that you know, not only us have the ability to do um, the, the thing that should be accessible to most people, which is marriage if they want to, you know, and of course us being an interracial, you know, couple, you know, we have, there's, you know, three or four bills that they talked about, you know, revisiting, you know, it would affect the two of them would affect us, you know, the inter interracial couple uh, bill. And then, of course, not only that, but obviously the same sex marriage, you know, of the bill. So that would affect us both and, and that both at, in the same aspect. But I'm like, I'm tired of people telling other people, especially nine fucking people out of hundreds of millions of people in the world especially the u.s well, it's oh. nine right nine nine chairs on the center, yeah it's right? nine chairs but but they but only dictate six yeah, they only, right six well it was six out of it was six people voted obviously to overturn and then the three voted yes. no so yeah. but then about those these nine chairs should not dictate what fucking hundreds of millions of people in the u.s should and should not do for like the basic common uh common aspects of living their lives you know it's different yeah. okay you know if they wrote it like if they you know wanted to sit there and say hey you know what there's a bill somehow that says murdering is illegal you know murdering is acceptable for all kind you know obviously that kind of shit would need to be you know like tucked in and, and, and fixed and corrected but the thing about it is controlling who people can and cannot love who who they can and cannot you know have sex with behind closed doors like this is just it's so stupid it's like we're getting to the point now where we're trying to tell people how to breathe how to sneeze how to tie their shoelaces you know and, and in regards Seriously, to in, in regards to christianity i mean fuck christians fuck i'll sit there be the first one to tell you fuck god especially if it's that god if, it, if they're referring to that god that these people are over here huffing and puffing and sitting there applauding when this shit you know gets overturned or when things in the next future get overturned then fuck them fuck god too you know i'll sit there and say that because I believe that there is a higher power. I don't have to believe in that higher power right there because that higher power does not sound like a loving, forgiving God. That sounds like an asshole. But I also think that, you know, 
you can be, like so you can believe in God, you can go to church, you can have those beliefs, you can you, those can be deeply rooted into you, especially from you know when you were a child. So you grew up with that, right? That was um, sort of in your family. You go to church. I grew mm-hmm. up in a private Catholic high school, you know. So I, I was praying day and night. You know, we would get there really early, and then we would leave with prayer. It, it's just yeah. So as a non-active Catholic, well, you know, I'm not an active Catholic, but I still believe that you can believe in what you want to believe, but it doesn't give you the right to influence a decision in the Senate from a Senate perspective, right? Where you can go in and say, you know what, this is my belief. So I'm going to push my belief on other people. No, that's not okay. You cannot sit here and take away the option to make that decision, especially from a woman's standpoint. Like most of these are men, right? Um, I believe so. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But the, a men most should never be deciding. Women. Yeah, yeah. men should not be women. deciding a woman's body. Like, are, are well, you not, crazy? And, you came from a woman. Like, yeah. What? And not and not to like make this like about religion or whatever. That's not what we're yeah. trying to do here. It's just the fact that I've always been the firm believer is, you know, God, you know, Buddha, Allah. Allah you know, all those different religions that have a rightful place to exist. If you want to believe in those individuals separately, together, whatever the hell you want yes. to choose to believe in, that should yeah. solely be on you, not for you to go push onto other people to force them to follow the same religion path that you chose. Religion should be something that you want to join out of curiosity and then grow to love, not be forced to sit there and be there and then be you know and have it used against you that's why so many people in the community the lgbtq plus community hate religion because how many people were told growing up that when they were outed out or when they came out or whatever the case may have been when they start to exhibit you know queer movement or queer type personality traits or whatever the fuck they want to classify you know just being a kid you know yeah. like that they were told that they were going to go to hell you shouldn't do this because boys don't do that girls don't do that you know you're going to go to hell you know like yeah it's just it's like you use that to scare people and i never give a fuck yeah and i was going to say in religion to me should never be used to to fear to place fear on somebody and and to rule their life and that's what they're doing here that's what they're doing they're basically trying to sit there and say that you know women have um should not be you know aborting these these babies but i love that there's nothing that's being placed for men because act like it's not two to tango type of movement like women aren't fucking themselves and inseminating themselves with their own sperm you know it it literally takes two to tango where are the bills and all that stuff calling for the men who contribute to the co-creation the the procreation i said co-creation that should be a good word um you know the procreation of life like it takes literally two to tango it takes sperm and eggs. So now they want to sit there and just, you know, harp and, and control the eggs. But where's the sperm get control at? You know, like the same men who sit there and have to take these pills, Viagra, you know, Romans or whatever the hell they take to sit there and get it up to sit there and be able to, you know, have sex or, or you know, array these women to sit there and, and having these these kids. No, like that, 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 that's not acceptable. But anyways, not we're not going to we'll, we'll revisit this sometime later on when we're like experts at podcasts but we're not right now this episode <laughs> six so we're just gonna keep it that but no so with with zach zach was you know he was he, of course he he started getting scared like a lot of people you know he's like you know it's only a matter of time before they come at us now you know they're going for women it's, it's naturally right that they're gonna go for the gays next right and i told him i said you know what zach um i'm gonna tell you 
this and I, and I said, and I hope that you respect it. I said, but I will go out into these streets and I will burn every Christian novelty item I can get my hands onto. I will go throw fucking fire and gasoline on churches if I have to, obviously with people not in it, um, and burn their sacred monuments to the ground for my fucking rights. If they want to come for my rights, I'm going to come for theirs. Um, I said, but because I was taught to fight for what you believe in. And if they want to believe in so wholeheartedly that what how I'm living isn't the right way and they should have the control, then great. You know what I have the right to do is to fight back. And I said, you know what? That's the reason why I told him I wanted him and I to go get our uh, carry permits. I wanted us to sit there and do it legally. I wanted us to sit there and have the protection. I wanted us to know the rights and where we can and cannot have these, you know, um, these guns present. So that way we're not breaking the laws. But like I told him, I said, you know, reading about, you know, the thing that took place in, in, in Texas, um, I think it was in Dallas. It might be McKinney, actually, McKinney, Texas. I might be wrong. I don't you know, like don't aim at my throat for this. But I remember they were talking about the uh, protesters that went to the library uh, for the kids that were being read books by drag queens and how people were out there protesting. But, you know, the protest got drowned out because so many people were just cheering and clapping, you know, to sit there and make it feel welcoming and comfortable for these people. But it was the moment that the, the, the protesters started coming there with guns like ARs and they started, you know, they weren't like aiming at people, but they were just letting it be known that they had it on them, you know? And I feel like yeah. that's a real big pussy move. But like I told Zach, I said, I'm not a Democrat that's going to sit there and play, excuse me, play, um, play the kind guy or use my words. Now, fuck that. You want to carry? I got to carry too, but my permit matches your permit too. So what are you going to do? You know? And that's what I feel like needs to be matched is fire with fire. You know, I'm sorry, but this, this praying, this this hoping that things get better. No, you have to sometimes go out there and be the actual change on the forefront ground to make it happen. You know, these people who are out here trying to reverse the you know up and coming you know bills that have been there for for a while and have been. You well, know, I don't think they're trying to reverse. They're exploring it, right? They said the next option yeah 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 but you know we what, don't really want to incite something that we don't know for sure you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, i mean right, like everyone's yeah, kind right. of like in a frenzy about it but yeah yeah and of course you know like me my adhd mind kicks and so sometimes like i spew words more than my my, my brain can process um because you know that that it's that kind of stuff is very passionate for me you know especially when it comes just to rights i mean again Marriage is not for everybody, right? But people yeah. should have the option to marry whoever the fuck they want when they want and not have to worry about being, you know, looked at funny or being spat on or being murdered. Hello. You know, like that's the big issue for me is that. So I told Zach, I was like, you know what, Zach, if it, if it comes down to it, I said, you know, prior to Stonewall, I said people were losing their lives left and right, you know, unsolved murder cases and stuff, especially within the trans community. I said, I have to sit there and fight for the next generation as well you know they fought and lost their lives and gave it you know for for the better generation to follow and i said you know i'm 32 years old i said you know i love you with all my heart but if i have to fight lose my life for the better sake of you know our community moving forward then i will because at the end of the day if i um if i expect somebody to come out here and fix my problems for me i'll be waiting a long time and i don't have patience yeah. So, you know, we talked about it and, you know, of course, that, that was the one that uh, prompted us, you and I, 
Um, because I was, you know, I, I have something in mind on how I want to be able to propose to Zach in, in the time frame, right? But for me, I've always struggled with having stability, especially with jobs, you know, having a st stable work environment and actually enjoying what I'm doing and actually having a career and being able to 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 um to afford the possibility of being able to bring somebody else into the picture and care for them financially. And it wasn't until the past year and a half since I moved from Texas to Tennessee that I've been able to do that. So, you know, you, like I said, you know, and I've said previous uh, in other previous podcast uh, episodes, you know, I've been friends for 13 years, but for those 13 years, there was a lot of shit that kind of plagued us. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, I was working fucking horrible jobs um i was trying to figure shit out i didn't have a college education oh you know because of my mom and her you know her previous habit you know being addicted to drugs and stuff forced me to live and join the workforce very very early on um and then you of course for you like your relationships and, and you know, all that stuff kind of plagued you on what you were and were not willing to go out there and do it's not like You've been active, no, hanging no. out, making trips, and you know it's like you've had this like roster of going and on trips and bear events and you know uh, cruises or anything of that nature until probably about the last maybe like six or seven months, you know, like honest to God, without a relationship. There we go, you know, and you know there's been a lot of things that kind of plagued. Like I said, um, me, my stability in, in, in job sense. Not only that, but you know, living in a one bedroom apartment too, and it was just always like sports. I was always just keeping busy somehow. So that way I didn't have idle time. So, you know, when I rang to you the idea, I was like, you know, but I, the, you know, about proposing to Zach and I told you, I don't want this to be something that's not a hundred percent mentally okay for me because I want to make sure that the person that I'm asking to marry me knows that I'm doing everything that I need to do to be able to keep a stable foot, you know, to sit there and be able to, and to afford, uh, and financially support both us, you know, both of us, and and to just basically kind of like quote unquote to a degree be like an adult and be ready for this kind of next phase of my life, you know. And yeah. so you know, I told you I was gonna. Hey, you know what? Like to me, it only made sense, rightfully so, that I would use Zach's best friend to distract him to get prepared if we were to do at the house. But of course, you know, I honestly also thought too because we only have three bedrooms two of them in which are in fact bedrooms and one of them being an office that that's thanks to zach um you know i didn't picture you in it to come down for that moment um because brent was more accessible than you are because you're in austin texas he's in arkansas which is only two hours away from us so i remember saying that the way that i said in regards to like, oh yeah i'll have brent here blah blah, blah. and i was like oh yeah if you want to come do you know but then i remember saying something and i forgot what it was and i was like oh you know but shit where are you gonna sleep at you know yeah <laughs> so not only like, does is he in this hypothetical proposal but i don't even get dibs on the fucking bed i gotta sleep outside with the fucking dogs and the bears no, I was going to say, but you know, to be honest with you, I mean, Brent would not mind sleeping in the bed with you, but I don't know if you would uh -huh. mind sleeping in the bed. That's sure. what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Because it's a key, but it's a keen bed though. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So it's like, you can sleep with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like this story. I like the, but, the ending of the story. You can sleep with y'all. End of story. Yeah. He gets to be part of the proposal. I get at least the dibs on the bed. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> but you know, again, there's, again, this isn't like a, a this isn't a concrete plan this is just playing with with ideas and how the situation goes because to be honest with you with everything that's happening the way that it's happening i don't know 
I don't want, like I said, I, I will never do something out of fear. I was a kid raised on fear. And because I can defend myself now, I, I refuse to, to, to do that again as an adult, you know? So if I, I don't want to feel like we're being pressured, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that, that sounds like that feels like hetero Christianity shit when they pressure them into marriage and the kids and they're not ready for it because they don't want to disappoint their family and their religion, you know, they'll do it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't know. Like, I love him. There's nothing, there's nothing less than my love for Zach. But I'm not going to do it unless I know me as a man is ready to do that and have every duck in a row. You know what I'm saying? So anyways. Well, most, so t- most of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, of course, you know, all is... is, is, is You're never out. 100% ready. That's just how exactly. life is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and then, of course, you know, Ray was just kind of curious to ask mm-hmm. a question on his IG post. Mm-hmm. But before I even allow him to get into it, he failed to give the bigger picture. He only gave the side of the picture that painted his feelings but that's the part that i wish that he would have told because again i think some people read it as oh shit this is gonna happen so why the fuck wouldn't you be there well yeah so most people agreed with me they're like most definitely i would be upset about that but to kind of wrap up my feelings how i felt about it in conclusion to all of that after thinking of through everything, I was like, you know what? This is very selfish of me. This has nothing to do with me. You know, I, why am I putting myself in that? Like while Brent, cause Brent is more accessible and it's, it would be so unnatural for me to be there and Brent or even just me. Right. In that scenario, we take out Brent. Um, Brent is um, Zach's best friend, by the way, um, his version of me. Um, so yeah. So if I was there instead of Brent, then it would be like, okay, something's up. This is kind of weird. Brent's always here, you know, so it would be a more natural form you know opposed to me so i think that that's what instinctively you went to you're just like it it would be less obvious because zach's a very intelligent person but he'd be able to connect the dots especially if we're both there he's gonna be like okay something's up something big is coming or we're gonna do something like you know and zach he likes to host so you would have to tell him so i mean he may not he may have been like okay i gotta put together a 15 course meal because you know he's really good about that even though <clears throat> zach i only got three and i heard somebody else got it i mean <laughs> 10 but whatever zach no i'm kidding but yeah so that's really like i said after thinking through everything and actually digging deep there was a dip- deeper rooted issue me and geo talked about it we argued we butted heads and then in the end we realized hey you know what this is just pretty much based off of how we handle each other's one another's physical relationship we have the emotional and mental part down like we have great chemistry there but as far as physical goes because of how he handles his friendships and how i handle mine they're very different they're very different styles so we're going to work on incorporating both of those and creating a bigger bond more chemistry physically with each other when we're in each other's presence like geo's in college station right now right so he's going to be there for like what six days almost a week you know, yeah. right now he's attending to what he's attending, doing what he's doing, you know, and then he's supposed to be coming back. And then after that, we're going to make it a point to do some stuff for the podcast. Um, we do have stuff in the works, which also I think we have oh, an shit. We sh- don't yeah, we? We, should. we forgot yes. to say that. So we'll wrap it. I'll wrap this up real quick. So in conclusion, well, no, 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 but, I've been saying that. Yeah, saying, but but don't but again, it's it's not that we're rushing it because we're trying to like sit there and discard what it went through. It's just that I one thing that I feel like people also tend to forget 
even though they hear 13 years of friendship, is Ray and I also picked up a friendship that was primarily through a mobile device. Yeah. Because he lived in Austin, Texas. I lived in Dallas, Texas. Now, I know a lot of people might hear that and say, well, what could have stopped you from traveling to see each other? Well, there was a lot of factors. Ray and I are not the same people we were 13 years ago, no. thank God. You yeah. know, his mind frame and his uh, his thought process on certain things, such as mine as well, have changed. Like, back when he met me, I was barely getting into, like, the community and barely kind of getting my beak wet, so to speak. So when I turned 21, 22, 23, like, I was just catching bodies left and right, you know, being sexually active and such. And, you know, for somebody like that who isn't in that type of demeanor, which is okay, there's no faulting either one of us here. No, yeah. It's just that he was in a relationship. And to be honest with you, it's like, you have to kind of be careful of who you surround yourself with because you end up catching the same image as they do. But, you know, and, and, and monogamy is a big thing for, for Ray and, you know, his, his partner at that time as well. Um, but, you know, because of the fact that our friendship was, it, it started on a phone, it has primarily strengthened over mm -hmm. the phone. Yeah. Like we've only, which is crazy because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you know, my best friend, you know, we, we do trips. We see each other all the time. That's great. You have the physical ability to do all those things. Yeah. You have the physical luxury. But now that we live now in two separate states, like, again, because of our, um, I wouldn't sit and say well-being, but I would sit and say even like our lives right now have bettered in probably the last year and a half. Um or maybe, maybe about a year, we'll say in a year, um, to where now we are able to afford the, not the financially, but the mentally and the physically part of being able to go to boys' trips and plan trips and go to visit each other. Because for 10 years, we didn't have that mm -hmm. because we were dabbling into our own shit. You know, he was in his yeah. relationships. I was in there playing my sports. I was trying to date. I was playing The Bachelor. You know, so all those were just timing issues that's i think that's what it really boiled down to was a lot of the timing issues because even when we met the for the first time in 2017 over the summer it was very awkward for us in the beginning yeah it was. Uh, <laughs> we we went to go have lunch it was so you you couldn't tell that we were friends of eight years because of how we gave off the body language of awkward because yeah. we didn't know how to handle or even communicate with people sorry people with one another in in, in in the physical form because we have always had a protection no layer, but i just really think that because your style of how you handle your friends like let's just say what it is you can fuck your uh -huh. friends and still be friends with them i am more so like i just my friends are my friends i've never laid down with my friends in the same bed it's very weird to me i don't i think the last time i shared a bed with a friend i was probably like fucking in my teens like i don't know for some reason like i just even with my best friend here like who's one of my number ones too. Like we can, I'm just now getting used to sharing a room. Like when we went to Puerto Vallarta, like sharing a room with him was just, it was foreign to me because I'm so used to having my man next to me or sharing something in a close space with my man and only my man, no one else. It's super strange. Even with my nieces or my nephews, if they ever stay over or they sleep in the bed, I'm so uncomfortable. It's so weird. I don't know what it is. It's just who I am. Um, well, I, mean, I won't say with my nieces or nephew, but I mean uncomfortable in the sense of like, I don't get a good night's rest. Like, I'm just not fully comfortable as with my partner, who I, well, my partners, who I've had so much experience with, I can sleep with them in the same bed, be in the same room, function, 
as one, even though we're two people, but with friends or even family, I can't do that. Like I can't be my true self. Like I want to be able just to like be my true self. So it's just always a level of comfort for me. While Gio, there's plenty of friends that he's fucked and that they chill and they even sleep in the same bed with. So it's like, I can't do that. I'll never do that. We'll never have that type of friendship. So I'm very, it's still very foreign to me. And I'm just going to say this, it'll probably never be that way, whether it's with you or anybody else, it's just never going to be that way. And oh my God, this is a long winded conversation about our friendship. <laughs> no, 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 but it's, but it's okay though, because again, at the end of the day, there are different styles of friendships and what yeah. are accessible when it comes to boundaries. There's yes. nothing wrong with, with putting a line, you know, in a boundary and just saying, Hey, you know what, Gio, like I don't roll the way that you do. So do me a favor, respect my character. Don't by fucking touch me. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I take no offense to it, but you know, I understood exactly what he meant when he did the post originally, because like I told him, because of our friendship, we, we have other people who may or may not have been in the picture for as long as either one of us has but have that strength and physical form that we don't have at the moment like we have we have a strong form in not in the physical sense but in like the i don't know what you would call like i guess the technological technological sense because we have built a friendship like i said oh, emotionally emotionally yeah. mentally we're yeah, really but, strong yeah 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 and you know and there's nothing wrong with that because again we know that there are going to be other people who are close in proximity that can do and get to your place or wherever you need them to be at at, at a you know at a drop of a hat's notice versus where it's for me it's a little bit different because you know i'm having to sit there and plan and put a trip you know and there's just a lot more time restriction and again there's nothing wrong and like i told him i was like look you know, there are people that, you know, you've been best friends with that if for some reason you decided to celebrate something or champion something and I wasn't the first person invited, like I wouldn't take offense to it. Now, he as says that right now, but well, he no, be say, talking but, hella shit. We both no, 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 do. And like I told him, yeah, I do talk shit. And it's one of those things that, you know, when we had this conversation, I told myself I wasn't going to do anymore because I didn't want to keep giving that perception that, oh, but it's OK when you do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and I had to be very mindful of that. So like I told him, I was like, you know what? You're you're absolutely right. I, moving forward, yeah. I won't sit there, I won't say certain things in a joking sense because it's not a joking sense anymore. You know, and I don't want him to not feel as if I'm being truthful because I'm hiding behind jokes and ha ha's and he heats. So, yeah. you know, but like I told him, you know, if there was another person, his roommate, his roommate is one of his best friends. And I said, you know, if for some reason it was he was invited to something that like a life changing, altering decision, if he was with a significant other still, you know, I wouldn't feel pressed because that person, that roommate of his has the physicality um, quota that I don't. And, and that's OK. But like that's I wouldn't feel like I was cheapened. But again, I say that now as a 32-year-old. In my 20s, I don't know what the fuck I would have thought, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I probably would have felt some type of way. Not going to lie. Because again, like he said. As of 48 hours ago. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but keeping it real, you know, it's, it's, it is it is what it is, you know. And, and it does yeah. suck. Because of course, you know, like people don't realize that we do have arguments. But the good thing about our arguments is they change. They help us see certain things because sometimes I don't know if Ray and I know how to be vulnerable in the best way possible with one another because yeah. we're so strong-minded and so dominant that, you know, 
emotions and feelings don't really have a place for for people like us because yeah. of the kind of unfortunate lifestyle that we've lived. Uh, and but you know, at the end of the day, though, it, it's not an excuse. Um, but like you said, it, it that conversation made it now more aware that hey, you know what, you're right. Back in the time, we can't we can't make it for lost time. But now that we have the finances, the opportunity to go do X, Y, and Z. Why not do X, Y, and Z? And I'm not going to lie to you, now actually having this conversation, what I wanted to say earlier is I don't even know if I want to even propose to Zach in fucking the state of Tennessee. Like, honestly, I would love to do it somewhere where we would just, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just in a good space environment. But Zach also told yeah. me he didn't want me to do it in front of his family and all those other yeah. shit. And I was like, okay, whatever. So, but you know, but again, like, I, I, the, the long story of this, uh, you know, in, in the, the beginning of this this conversation was about, you know, you know, Zach and I and the proposal, but led to Zach and that basically led to it being about Ray and I's friendship. And, you know, the, the, he, I mean, he was rightfully, he was rightfully owed the, 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 the sting moment because I think that, I think he thought that I was going to try to go through it without him actually being present. But again, I don't know where the current climate's going to go. The climate's changing daily. I mean, we might not even make it until the end of the year, you know? It's, I, I just, I have to be honest. I'm just saying we might not make it to the end of the year because, I mean, shit, people are just, people are in uproars of all kinds, whether it's people being racist, whether they're being, you know, uh, the hatred, the, the, the level of hatred. Of oh, all I thought you meant type. like they were breaking up or something. Like, oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 okay. no. No, yeah. I meant like just because of the state of, just as a state of the culture outside in the sense of, yeah. I mean, people are just dying left and right. I mean, fuck, it, every single thing, it, it's just, it's a tick time, it's a tick, tick, boom situation, you know? And I mm -hmm. hope that it gets better. But then again, of course, like I said, you know, to hope is to sit there and, and rely on somebody else to change it for you. So for me and Zach, you know, I'm just going to just keep my ear to the ground and see exactly what is going to happen from now until then. You know, like I said, I, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to be scared into, you know, in, into proposing to the love of my life because of some people in, in, in the Congress or in Senate or in state or wherever the fuck people think that they can, you know, go and try. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. So, yeah. But you also had another com another topic that you wanted to bring up. Yeah, I think that us addressing, you know, our friendship and, you know, the bigger picture of what happened, you know, what was the deeper rooted issue when I posted that, it made me realize and we had a great conversation and, Guys, we're good now. So we're just going to work on our physical relationship. So end of story. But yes, you know, we talked about different um, styles of friendships, right? But I want to know, like, so from a physical standpoint, but I think one of our topics that I wanted to cover was, hey, what kind of friend are you? Like, are you the territorial type? Are you the jealous type? Are you the consoling type? Are you the toxic type? Um, what type of friend are you? Like, I think, you know, we get into these friendships, you know, very early on, you know, a lot of us form, I mean, I have a lot, a lot of longstanding friendships. Most of my friends or some of my best friends, some of my new friends are becoming, you know, pretty good friends. Um, but yeah, I, this also made me reflect and ask myself, what kind of friend am I? And I feel like there's, I'm a, there's two type of friends that I am. I am the territorial and jealous type. So when I call you a friend, I use that usually means a best friend. Like I have different categories for my friends. I have my entertainment friends. Um, I have my friends who are just my regular friends. 
um, which is the ones that I currently have. Um, you can depend on those, but you don't want to put too much expectations because it may be fresh or they're just, you know, a group of friends that you hang out with. And I'm not going to call them entertainment, but you, you can do anything with them, right? Um, those are like friends. And then you have your best friends who are essentially your, fram your family. So they turn into friends and family. So I have mostly those. So there, there have been several instances, especially with my roommate slash cousin, play cousin, I call him my play cousin because we don't want people to ever think that we had anything. And my friendship is strictly just like how, strictly friends, just like how it is with Gio. So, you know, before a couple years back, you know, I would get really jealous. I would be like, yo, like, you know, you hang out with all these friends. He would come to Austin or come to San Antonio and I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, we never see each other. Like, I would be really fucking jealous and upset. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, and I won't even lie. I'm not as bad as I was because now I understand getting to know those friends now who some are now actually like good friends of mine. Um, dare I say good friends of mine, because we still have to go through a lot of ups and downs seasons and reasons. Right. So they're just friends now. Um, but one of them, you know, has recently, like we are in close communication. He's like one of my really good friends now. Um, he's a huge Marvel fan too. So we, are constantly like messaging back and forth. He knows who he is. <laughs> he listens to the podcast faithfully too. So, you know, like, you know, he's one of my really good friends and I'm glad that, you know, he introduced me to them because now I get to see why he would really, he loved these, these guys so much. Like he would, it was all equal. It's just, I'm the type of person who, if it's, if you're, you're not reciprocating effort on my part and I wasn't either. So let me just put that out there. Like, I was not playing, I was not being the outstanding friend that I thought I was in my head. Like, right? So verbally, when I would talk about it because I would initiate or speak about it or whatever, like, I'd be like, I think this is not really what's, what's translating in my head is not really translating in my actions, right? I'm like, I have a car too. I have legs too. I can go and visit him. I can make a trip. Sometimes it just takes that first effort and then it just starts to become natural. And we weren't really doing that. We didn't do that. Like my best friend here, my number one now just moved, I think, I think in 2018. And yeah, like we started hanging out and he, he started out as an internet friend. So he was originally one of my ex's friends and this, they're still cool, but he's graduated to my best friend. So just so we throw it out there, I take rank, <laughs> but you know, he's, he's become my go-to person. Like we are literally, you see me, you see him. So everyone knows probably who I'm talking about because you always see him on my fucking story or we're just on my fucking snap going crazy at the fucking clubs, turning up. Like he's my number one here. You know what I mean? So it's like now our relationship has elevated, it's grown and we are just, we're yin and yang, freaking frack. So I'm even more protective and jealous um but no no no. i'm not gonna say i'm jealous because that has gone away because now i see where i rank in his life and it's not even that i'm number one it's the fact that like yo like we both put in time we've put in effort and that was another thing too with my last relationship or just any relationships i was pouring into these fucking men so much but i wasn't sitting here nurturing flourishing my friendships the ones that were there before then the ones that will be there after them if it ever, if there's ever an after, you know, um, hopefully at some point I can manage both. 
Um, I will manage both. But, you know, it was just, it, it was, I just, I came to a realization over a year ago where I was like, fuck this, man. I'm not pouring into men anymore. I have nothing to show for it. Like nothing to show for it. Like literally my last relationship, I lost everything and have nothing to show for it except these experiences, these emotional experiences, what I don't want in my next man, who's hopefully my husband. Like I know now, like I do have that experience. But other than that, like I really don't have anything to show for it. So I made a promise to myself that I'm going to grow as a person for my friends and I'm going to grow with my friends and I'm going to pour into them and I'm going to strengthen these relationships and make more new friends too. Cause that's another thing about myself where I just wasn't, I was really just crippling myself because I was so wrapped up in my friendship. I mean, in my relationship. And that's another reason why a big part of a reason why me and Gio never hung out because, you know, Gio early on, you know, he was living his lifestyle, turning up, you know, being a fuck boy. I mean, I'm not doing that now and not being a fuck boy. He was just being a single boy, right? He was just doing fuck shit. He was, um, you know, ratchet shit, you know, just turning up, having fun, all that stuff. And I just, I've realized that like, I was having sex, 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 sex with numerous bears, 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 bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck that sound effect. Guys, I'm sorry. It's overkill, but it's fine. Whatever. We just, we've listened. We're going to grow too on this podcast. So get ready for new sound effects, new sound bites. We're going to bring it all. I mean, we're coming full force. So we are elevating and we are only getting better. But anyways, back to the topic. So yes, Gio, what kind of friend are you? Be honest. Not that you're not um, honest, but no, like, you, seriously. Yeah, no. I mean, being out also at the same time that you and I started being friends, I had to understand what an LGBTQ plus friend meant in the sense of how do these individuals function? What are their expectations? What are their pros and cons? What are their lifestyles, so to speak, right? And it may sound a little more too, um, it, it might sound like it's like, well, that sounds like there's a lot of pressure or a lot of like effort that's needed. Well, well with people in general, especially since again, I was 19, I came out and there were people who were like, you know, 25, 26, 27, 30 um, years old that I had to learn that different age groups require different things. And not not that every single person that I met who happened to be older was in fact wiser, you know? So for me, I just wanted to walk in and understand what, what a being accepted first and foremost, what that felt like. Because it was like walking into a candy store for me. I didn't know any of these individuals. I didn't know how they were going to accept me, reject me, if they were going to be nice, if they were going to try to ridicule me, or whatever the case may be, right? So I didn't know any of that. So I was just being myself. I was very shy. Um, also, in the beginning stages, I would go out there and drink right as soon as I got to the place because it was the easiest way for me to handle my anxieties. So after that, you know, when I came 22 and I did a workout plan that required a certain diet, I had to learn to be a friend without drinking. Um, so that allowed me to be able to have conversations. I was always the person who was just trying to ask people how they would naturally were because I cared to find out. But a lot of people didn't reciprocate that way back to me. You know, some people when they asked me how my day was, 
as soon as I went and start, tried to, to be honest, like, oh, you know, blah, blah, their ADHD kicked in and they were like leaving already to talk to somebody else. So I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but for me, a friend or what kind of friend I am is if I like you, I like you. I don't necessarily have to be sexually attracted to you to want to give you the time of day. And I think that's a common misconception too, somehow that people feel like, oh, if I don't look a certain way, I can't go talk to Jill. You can talk to me, big, skinny, able body, handicap, whatever the fucking case may be. I will entertain a good conversation over a very vapid one. Like you can be very attracted to me, I can be very attracted to you, but if you come and you try to have a conversation with me and it's going nowhere or it's just all about sex, 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 then I'm more than likely I'm going to lose the interest because when I'm out and about, I really like to converse and like to talk. So for me, I'm the type of friend that I want to know what's really going on with you. If I care to ask the question, it means that I actually honestly care. So you can sit there and be like, oh man, Gio, like yesterday I got hit by a car. And I'm like, word? Like, where? Where the fuck did you get hit? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to ask you these engaging questions. Did you go see a doctor? Do you need to go see a doctor? Like, shit, bitch, do you need to take you right now? Like, that's me cause for concern. So that's the kind of friend that I am. Like, if I, if I actually respect and like you and know who you are, we fuck with each other on a level, like, you, you can always count for me to be in your corner. Now, are there going to be times where obviously I have to draw the line? Absolutely. I don't. I'm not available all the time, but if somebody ever needs to have a very fucking real conversation or word of advice type situation, like I would be there. So that's who I am. But like, I don't require all my friends to have been or are going to be sexual partners. No, they're, you know, what's crazy though is, uh, Ray is like every single best friend group that I've once had, there's always one or two people I've never had sex with. Like when I was friends with Tomas TJ, Genesis, and David, which I'm still, I mean, we're not as close to our friends. We're more now probably just as, as acquaintances, acquaintances now. Yeah. yeah, but like I never had sex with Tomas. I never had sex with David. I never had sex with Sergio. I never had sex with Raphael. And we were all friends. So like this is where like I, I wish people would understand like I, yes, don't get me wrong. Like how I made friends usually kind of starts off sexually, you know, because, hey, it's the name of the game kind of, you know, for me. But it's not a requirement, you know? Like, as long as you're a good person and I have fun with you and you're, and I don't necessarily need you to be the like, life of the party or, or the main attraction or, or like the, the reckless individual for me to be entertained. It's just that, like, yo, like, if we sit there and say, hey, you know what? Uh, let's have a barbecue on Sunday. Uh, don't respond back to me with, oh, well, well girl, that's, that's when we're supposed to go see a drag show. Like, I really want to go see the drag show. Like, places and priorities. I don't need to be in the neighborhood to have fun. And I sure the fuck don't need, excuse me. I don't need friends who always want to be in the community. I'm sorry. I like my break. I like to sit there and know that we can do real life shit that doesn't necessarily require us having to have our IDs checked and us to buy a fucking round. That's just not my theme. Hey, you know what? There are people out there who that's just If you just broke, just say that. I'm just kidding. It's like, <laughs> No, it's not I'm that I'm broke. It, I was going to say, it's just, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'd rather spend my money on shit that I want to spend on. Like and shoes. Oh, God. Exactly. We're so fucking tired of your shoes. Oh, my God. Yes. Wrap guess it what? up already. Just, just because of that, <laughs> just because of that, I'm going to buy some more motherfucking shoes after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Oh, God, Gio. Blah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyways no but like yeah but again like for me i'm the, like again 
everybody who I have fucked with in the past, I've never done wrong. And that's where a lot of people don't understand from a, from a, from like a social media standpoint is they get a perception of who I am based off of what they see. But I've always been honest with people, like photos and people say, oh my God, this is like an amazing photo. Yeah, it took like 152 shots for me to get the one that I felt was right. I am not a human without flaw. I am very insecure at times. I will never admit when I am, but I will tell you that I experienced these. You know, I'm human. I will never sit there and try to put a facade like everything's fine and chippery and there's nothing wrong with me and I love myself all the time. No, that's not. But I've learned to accept myself in dosages in the sense of, hey, you know what? There's times where I'm going to be my most vulnerable. Sometimes it's going to be the, the most strong. And that's okay. So, you know, I, I also even had a conversation with Ray off air. Um, you know, like I used to be a person who used to take photos all the time with everybody. With everybody just photos this, photos that, photos this, photos that. But in the last two years, I've reduced the amount of times I pull my phone out to take a photo because I'm living in the moment. I'm starting to understand and respect and love those moments more so than trying to take a photo with everybody in in the party, in the pool party, in the dance party, in the whatever party. You know, I'm like I just I'd rather just enjoy the conversations, the memories. That's what I want. I want to build the memories. Don't get me wrong, photographs are also memories too, but if all you do is spend time taking photos with fucking people, are you really in the moment or are you trying to fake it for a photo? I'm both. <laughs> and, and, and you know and that's and hey you know what that's absolutely fine but i did that for 10 years like if you go to my my uh my instagram if you go to my facebook you'll literally see an album that i would name every single something different every single year um you know i would literally do it and there's hundreds of photos in there and yeah it, i just i got to the point where i was like this is just like even Zach, when, when Zach and I got together in the beginning, like all we would do was take photos. Now, Zach, sometimes we're like, oh, baby, we need to take a photo because we haven't taken a photo in like seven months together. And he'll be like, really? And I'm like, yeah, because I want to build our home with photos of us through our travels, you know, or just moments and special occasions. Like I told him, sometimes we've gotten lazy in that sense. But I've also been taking photos for a shit long shit long uh for for a long time shit um like right now i can literally tell you how many photos i have in my fucking album i have i have 5441 oh yeah that's what i'm saying like right now i have there's a, no way no yeah i'm saying like there's literally i have an album on my phone called more life and it's from 2011 to 2021 and there's 3047 photos in that one alone mm-hmm that's what I'm saying. Like, I take photos. I love taking photos of other people. But now I'm just enjoying the moment of just being behind the camera at moments and just experiencing and enjoying those because those are the real moments you build with friends. You know, if there happens to be a designated cameraman or whatever, then sure, capture them. I don't give a shit. But I'm not actively immediately going to go out somewhere and say, I'm going to go take 15 photos tonight. Just not me. Uh, but the one last topic that I like that you wanted to bring up is have you ever lost a friend in the physical form, whether, you know, the passing away or you have cut ties with one another, right? Yeah. So the, I mean, I've had friend breakups, you know, some I rekindled most of them. I didn't, but the one that really did hit me was the one where I lost a friend to death. Um, so we had, she was one of my first friends um, at my job that I made. Um, I started my job contracting 
And um, yeah, she was one of the first ones that I made. And um, up until it's about to be two years, um, she passed away. It'll be two years in December. Um, she died of a pulmonary embolism. Um, so it's pretty much a blood clot to the lungs. And she died from what I heard instantaneously. Um, I mourned a little bit. I didn't mourn the way I should, but it did hit me really hard. She was kind of the introduction into making me realize that I need to spend more time with my friends. I need to be a better friend. I need to be there for my friends. I need to, um, I need to, I, I need to do better. I have to do better. Um, so she sort of, you know, like I said, the introduction into that and it it was really hard um, in the beginning, I would find myself, um, she died during, um, the, uh, pandemic. So we weren't back in office. So when I did go back into office, it was kind of weird walking the halls. And I started to get like a shitload, like a wave of memories of, we had this party here for Halloween, or we had what they called, um, beer bashes. Hopefully it doesn't give away where I work. <laughs> I made it some if they understand what I'm saying. Um, yeah, so we would spend a lot of time, a lot of time at work, but also a lot of time outside of it. So she was one of my go-to people at work. Um, my work mom is another one of them. So th those are like my two circle of friends, my two trustees. And she was just someone that I really, really wanted to strengthen my French. I remember we had just talked about it because I had talked to her like about eight hours before she, the um, her death happened because it literally happened at home in her bedroom. That's where they found her. Um, I don't want to give too much details away um, just out of respect for her family. Um, yeah, she uh, we had just talked and we're like, we're going to get together. We're going to start. Literally, I still have the conversation. I still have not been able to delete any of her text messages, even going on two years. Um still have the conversation where we're going to be like, we're both going to be better friends. Cause she was a mom. She had like, she had herself a little dream team. She had a, a basketball team of kids. So she was a mom. She was a professional. She was a wife. Um, she wore a lot of hats. So her time was very, um, it was limited, especially for friendship. Cause that, that, that fell low on the ranking on the poll. So it was just like, you know, at some point we said we were going to be a little bit more um, aware of, being better friends to each other and spending more time together. So when it happened and I remember finding out from another coworker who was also close to her, it literally, it just hit me like a ton of bricks when we went back to the office where I was just like, fuck man, like she's really gone. Like it just wasn't like a few pop-ups here, text here, call here. Cause we would talk like, even though we wouldn't see each other a lot, um, we would text and she would call me. She poured into me. I poured into her. I knew every aspect of her life down to her mm -hmm. finances from her husband to everything to her kids. We would just divulge everything to each other. We were just each other's emotional garbage disposal, if you will. Um, <laughs> I know. Right. Well, I'm just I'm saying no, that get, because now it's really awkward because it's really hard for me to approach her fiance. Right. Mm -hmm. Because. I'm pretty sure he went through her. I'm assuming, I don't, I'm not too sure. I would at least. And he's probably like, dude, wow. Like they really had some deep conversations. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and she even told me, I remember one time uh, <laughs> because we all work together. Um, He worked in a different department. We worked in the same department. So her fiance still works where I work. And she mm -hmm. told me, she's like, 
if something ever happens to me, I'm not even kidding. Do not let him end up with this girl. And I was like, okay, <laughs> swear to God. And we worked with her as well. She worked, I don't know if she worked in his department or another one. Can't believe I'm spilling tea like this. But yeah, like she told me and it's it's just awkward. Like I, I, I we check in, we haven't checked in. I want to say it's eight, nine months, but he'll send me something where it's like, hey, I know you and Lacey shared a love for like reality trash TV. I just said her name. Oops. I was about to um, say. <laughs> yeah. Oops, sorry, guys. It's fine. Whatever. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to share this with you because I know you probably would have got kicked out of it and it probably reminds you of her. And I'm just like, oh, thank you so much. I hope you're doing well. You know, this, that, third and fourth. I'm not really good with those kind of emotions. Like, mm-hmm. I'm an emotional person, but when it comes to sadness, death, um, any anything in, in that field, it, it's it's... I don't know. It's it's weird for me. So I need to do better. I told my coworker, we had just caught up, who was also her close friend. I'm going to do better. I'm going to reach out to him um, at some point, um, you know, and just maybe show up. You know, she had a, a baby. Um, I believe at the time she was like two, maybe going on three, maybe younger than that. Um, so, you know, she lost her mom and it, it's really sad. And I see a lot of that little girl in her um, she has other kids, but because she's the most recent, like she didn't have that much time with her mom. So, yeah, like it was hard. It was really hard. Um, I miss her a lot. Like she was my sister. Like I just I couldn't believe like one day to the next. And it, it can <laughs> listen, guys, if I, I know some of you probably have lost people close to you, but take this now as a sign. If you're listening to this podcast, when you listen to this podcast, like hold your loved ones close, family, friends, whatever, like appreciate them for what they are, who they are, even if they're difficult, like love them through it. Love, love is the answer that when it comes to these situations, like here today, gone tomorrow, like Mm -hmm. seriously, guys, like you have to appreciate those friendships and Though just any relationship, any closeness, I'm not, I'm not speaking to those detrimental relationships where they're abusive or emotionally abusive. No, you need to let those go because those do not serve you in any way. I'm speaking to the ones where you fight about the most frivolous, insignificant things. Tell your make up with your friends now if you fought for the most stupidest shit, even if it's over money, even if they owe you money. Who gives a fuck? You money can mm-hmm. be made again, you know, unless you're out in the street. But that's different. I'm just saying, like, don't let that stand in the way of your friendships. Me and her, thankfully, we had, we were, we were in a great place. There was no, we didn't need to make amends for anything. We were great. I just, my biggest regret was that we, I didn't get the chance to show her the level of friendship, of growth that I'm now showing my new friends and some of my old friends now. Like, it fucking sucks. But it still motivates me because I do have one more friend who I do need to strengthen with. And she's one of my oldest friends from high school. Me and her both need to do better about getting together. You know, she works Mm -hmm. in the medical field and she doesn't have a lot of time. Her time is very limited and she has, she's always on the go and trying to save people's lives and like, like, like literally, literally. So, um, yeah. What about you? I I mean, I I know you've lost a friend, but Mm -hmm. I know that that special friend that really hit home for you, you know, like. Yeah. For for me in the sense, um, because, I mean, I've lost friends in the physical form, you know, with Scott passing away, you know, right uh, back in April of 2020 when the whole pandemic was happening and stuff. It really sucked because it hit home. 
uh, well, I mean, obviously, because, you know, he was my best friend. Him and I were friends when I joined the rugby team. So at that point, it was eight years almost. Um, or sorry, it was uh, seven years. Yeah, sorry, seven years. Um, and it sucked because, like you said, you know, you know, they're, they're I'm not saying that true friends fight or argue, but I feel like true they friends, do. They do. you know, have those heated moments yeah. that they can bring back one another and say, oh, my God, you know, we were just tripping. Or, you know what? I was just very passionate because I love you and I never want to see it you know, harm you in any kind of way, whether it's a person, whether it's your job, whether it's whatever, right? We've done Habit. that, right? We've, I know we yeah. took a break for a year and then there was a time oh, yeah, we yeah. took that, right? Like, well, I was going to say, I was going to go into that. Um, like for, you know, Scott, Scott was unfortunate because his was cancer, you know? Yeah. He, he came back second. And, and I remember like the one thing that I wish that he would have been able to tell me was the first time that it happened when he got the first round of cancer. Because I know that he beat it. I remember him calling me and I was driving to go see Zach. And he was telling me, he was like, hey, I didn't want to burden you. And I'm like, I I, I, I apologize. I was like, I'm so sorry if I ever gave you that impression that you couldn't have told me something that dealt with your life. That somehow I gave you the inkling that somehow you couldn't have come to me. Yeah. But I get it, you know, like for someone like me, I'm constantly on the go. So, so I can understand to a degree, I guess. Where yeah. maybe he felt like, oh, I don't want to, you know, stop him from enjoying life. And I wish that he would have just told me because I wish I would have been able to stop what I was doing to be able to actually to be there for him, to have yeah. been there. And, you know, but, but I wasn't. And that's what sucks. And, uh, you know, when it came back the second time around, it came back more aggressive. And at that point, it took his yeah. life. And I was, you know, not able to, to do anything about it. And I just felt very much, I felt like it was like a, a, another blow on top of another blow when somebody actually ended up, you know, t telling me the first time that they beat it, the second time they weren't so lucky. Um, and I felt like, oh, you know, maybe he can get through this, you know. And then, of course, it, it, that, that wasn't the case by any means. So when I lost him and stuff, it was one of those things where I had to learn to not allow somebody else to feel like they couldn't come to talk to me about something that's life or, or death or yeah. something that's, you know, or something that's important to them, whatever, whatever it might be. Cause like I always tell Zach, what I find important isn't necessarily what you find important or vice versa, but we should be able to sit there and still be able to talk about it and, and not feel like the other person can't come to us because somehow that person doesn't want to hear it or whatever right um but anyways in in that in that same sentence you know when scott passed away I, it sucked it was an emotional blow it was one of those things where i would pass by where he used to live uh and it sucked because i would remember seeing the places that we would go have fun at or We'd walk into our rugby bar, and I would see the photos. And he was like, a dancer I, too, right? Like I think. Oh he God, was, he, he yeah, loved dancing. He loved, he dance. loved dancing, and I wasn't a dancer. And it's so crazy because it wasn't until he passed that I wished that I had more opportunities to dance with him because he loved to dance. He was just the most creative dancer. He lost himself in it. He was just free. So, and it sucked, but yeah. you know, I had to learn to not be so shy or to sit there and say, oh, you know what, next time, next time. Because there are a lot of times where there isn't a next time. Um, yeah. 
you know, and his family were very, very much against his sexuality. You know, they, even when they did the obituary, they kept all that out. Even though that was a part of him. When they said, they said they mentioned the rugby team, but they didn't mention that he played for an LGBTQ plus rugby team. It was just a rugby team. Uh, it, you know, he was seeing somebody, no mention of that. It was just like they basically erased who he was to fit who they wanted to mourn. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's the, the other part of that question you asked. You know, you and I, I remember, shit, it was actually in 2017 when you and I had our first disagreement where we didn't talk for a whole year. It was wild because we had just met shortly, you know, when I was over there visiting. And then all of a sudden, you know, 2017 rolls around and we have a disagreement because at that point you were seeing you know who and there was a boundary issue, mm -hmm. uh, which again, back then I was very much like, what the fuck? You know, like I, no, I we both like were, we were each, oh, each other's yeah. emotional crutch. Like, you oh, know, yeah. I'm just not going to put it all on you. Like we didn't set boundaries for each other where we were just kind of, we were literally calling each other like eight to 10 times a day. And if I wasn't picking up, Gio was fucking pissed. And you know, <laughs> I I was kind of pissed too, but not not to the way he was. So oh, yeah, no, I yeah. Was very so we definitely like needed to set boundaries, not just for that relationship, but for future relationships, like whichever we get in. But he now realizes mm -hmm. now being with Zach, he understands the boundary part because if you're not careful, if you're not balancing your relationship with your friendships, listen, your intimate relationships are gonna take precedent before anything. It's going to be that, it's going to be your family, and then it's going to be your friendships. It's just how the fuck it goes. So we also, mm. not just you, but just I'm speaking in general, like people need to realize you need to give people the time to go through their honeymoon phases. And then you're going to realize what kind of per what kind of friend they are. I'm not going to say kind of person, mm -hmm. because sometimes you have to go through those things to realize, yo, like, fuck, like I've really lost myself. I've really lost my individuality. Like I miss my friends. I miss going out. I miss doing this. I miss doing that. I'm just so engulfed into my new relationship in this honeymoon phase and just just pouring into them and not to my friends. And that's what my journey is about now too. So I'm just saying, give those people, you know, leeway, give those people some space to be able to grow and understand and miss. Like that's like, part of getting to that point where you realize, hey, am I going to be the type of person who is only going to pour into my relationships and then everything mm -hmm. else comes, my intimate relationships and everything else comes second to that in my family? Or am I going to do both? And they're just going to have to do, um, deal with that. And then you find your individuality. Like you have to give people time to discover who they are. Even in their 30s, you never stop growing. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and, you know, not to make it super, super long of a story. Like when Ray and I took off for a whole year, I remember like there are moments throughout that year where like something happened or I'd, like something popped up in my head. And I immediately wanted to dial out and reach out to him. But I had yeah. to learn not to do that. But it was also like, for me, it was therapeutic because it allowed me to remove what I thought to not be an emotional crutch was in fact an emotional crutch. Yeah. And it removed that for me to where I was able to say, hey, you know what? I can not have to immediately dial out to this individual to yeah. tell him a story or to ask a question, like, you know, like to let him live his life. And the good thing about it is that... Well, and the good thing about it in the sense for us is that was not the first and only time that that would happen again, you know? So, like, um, so we rekindled, you know, and it was crazy. Like, we we, we literally picked right back up. Like, we hadn't mm -hmm. left off. Like, at, at any, we had, like, we hadn't left off at all. And like, riding a bike. Exactly. But, you know, that also 
showed that it was a true level of friendship between him and I because yep. it wasn't like, oh, we were each other's friends because we got the hookups at the club or the bar or the specials for the drink or any of that nature where you kind of lost that and, you know, moved on with your life. It was actual individualities that met and actually had common interests, which is funny because people sometimes say, what do y'all really have in common? I mean, to be honest with you, the common trait here is that we like to talk about random shit, you know? Like, I think we understand one another, and I think that's the one thing that draws, at least to me when it comes to Ray, is I can always expect an interesting topic or a story or some wild shenanigan shit that either he plays himself in or he is surrounded by. And I think that that's what it is. But also, I mean, we, music, movies, I mean, there's also that type of stuff. Especially I mean, movies, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't have the same interest and goals when it comes to careers. Like, he has a different one, he has a different one than I do. But I'm still trying to find mine, too. Um, but not only that, but it's also, like, we needed that time to really learn to be independent. Where he was still in his relationship a year later where that individual was able to relax and come to the understanding that, you know what, hey, these people are going to still talk. I can't put my foot down and immediately say, hey, no more, no more talking to one another um, because they're going to be who they are because they were there. They were themselves before I got into the picture. And lo and behold, we're still the same people even after he got in the picture, you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, like I said, but it also happened again in 2020. I remember again, remember it happened in December when I came back to Dallas. You know, Ray was... At that point, not realizing that his relationship with that said person was also on the rocks. Yep. So at that point, a lot of frustration and a lot of animosity started coming, you know, because about almost five or six months later, it was when the big blowout happens, you know, um, mm -hmm. between them two. But he also was trying to find out, hey, you know what, like, because in 2020, you had just turned third. Uh, 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 you saying that too loud? Uh, -uh. <laughs> <laughs> but he was also, you know, but he was also revisiting what kind of friends he wanted to have in his life, yeah. you know, with the person he was with, almost with for four years. So it's like he was trying to think about the next step and the next future and the people he wanted around. Because again, what I had to realize now, or sorry, what I've come to realize now, two years later, is that you have to really protect the the the, the mentality, the peace. Uh, and the physicality of your partner, so I couldn't fault him for doing that with with the with his ex because the reality of it was that he was trying to protect his peace, um, and and, and make sure that the friends that he was surrounding himself with were people that were healthy for his relationship as well. So you know, and then of course we ended up taking off. I want to say like what was it a month or two or something like that. And then we ended up revisiting the conversation again. Was that uh, before or after the pandemic? I'm trying to remember. No, it was it was, it was during, during. It was during. Okay. Yeah, because it was okay. 2020 when it happened. Yeah. But then, like, I remember shit. Like, it, yeah, it was, I want to say about a month or two later. But you know, it was one of those things where we had to think about. You know, what does this mean? Because this can this be a consistent thing that keeps happening with us now where we're taking yeah, time off? I, now I remember. Yeah, we were mm -hmm. like, bro, we keep going back and forth. But it was like you said, we were both struggling internally with like outside because that was the whole thing that happened with you and so and so. Right. Like, yeah, we're going through ups and downs and stuff. I'm not going to put your business out there, but you know what I mean? It was just there was a lot going on at that time. And we both were just struggling and reaching and just trying to stay afloat. Like there was so much. And then in the middle of a pandemic, right? So it was like, 
it was a multitude of things and it was just it was becoming too much it was becoming too much for everyone so yeah there was a lot of pr- i think there was a lot of pressure in what we were putting on one another when it came yeah. to like oh you know what like what does this mean for us being adults now we're not in our 20s or teens anymore so yeah. i understood exactly what he meant um but we had again like what well, we had a couple of days ago we had to revisit the friendship and say what the fuck kind of friendship is this now you yeah. know like is there going to be constant is there going to be uh, cons- uh, constant is there going to be consistent bickering back and forth where we end up taking time off? Is this a never-ending friendship? I'm sorry, is this friendship coming to an end and we're just holding on to the final thread of it? Yeah. You know, and it was just different pieces like that. But we also had to realize that, like, friendships are no different relationships, just they're platonic. And they're going to go through the arguments. They're going to go through ups and downs. They're going to go through celebration periods. They're going to go to the downfalls. They're going to be all sorts of things. And, yeah. you know we've proven to ourselves at least that we've stood by each other when the relationships didn't. Yep. And stand the test of time. Yeah. It's and fuck like boys. They, <laughs> I was going to say, it's almost kind of like how they say with, with roaches, right? Like if there was like a nuclear explosion or something like that, the last not thing, a roach. God damn. We <laughs> no, roaches no, now. Just, <laughs> yeah. No, they'll survive anything. Saying, yeah. They'll be yeah, here long saying. before us. They're long here in, before us. And then after us. long after that's what yeah. I'm saying. So like, that's, that's what it was. And, um, but you know, there are also friendships that have also exp- like they've they've run their course. You know, yep. like I've had several different friend groups where there's nothing malicious or ill intent with them or with me, or there's nothing disparaging to say about them. They've just they've run their course. I've ran their course in their life. They ran their course in their life. I'm, I'm sorry, in my life, uh, and they're moving on to other things. And hey, you know what? Like you know, Thomas, uh, sorry, Tomas, TJ, Genesis, David, Sergio, Raphael. Uh, you know, even like recently now with like, you know, Jeremy and Mo, like they're off. Damn, you just name dropping like crazy. Wait, I want to go back to TJ. Is TJ who I think it is? Or was uh, it no, JT? No, no, uh, no, no. no. Uh, TJ became a flight attendant. He was a flight attendant. Wait, because so I'm yeah. talking about JT, right? The one that I'm, we're talking about? Oh, no, 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 no. No, this is, a, TJ is uh, basically, his, his name was Tomas Jr. <laughs> but uh, oh. no, no, no. But, yeah, he, he was he was the half Brazilian, half Irish guy or whatever. He's a little bit Okay, so we're not talking about the one that I'm talking about because I was like, mm-hmm. I had no, a no, huge no. crush on him. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's another white boy who actually lives in Colorado. But no, when TJ... <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm becoming a fucking sexual predator. Why am I doing right. this? <laughs> right. I need to stop. I'm turning into you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh shit! We just had to do the fucking sound effect. Oh, I just wanted to God. see what it was gonna sound like. Anyways, um, <laughs> but no, but no, no. Uh, TJ became a flight attendant, but I also couldn't fault him because he wanted to explore the world that he had the opportunity to do so, and he yeah. did it in a line of work that he really appreciated. And those are people to like DJs, flight attendants. Uh, those are people that are very hard to really befriend because if their career takes them certain places, they're not always going to be in close in proximity. Yeah. So I could never you know, date I, one. Nope. Yeah. Not a pilot. Nothing. If you're there, right now. we ain't together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, but he also had to realize too, that it was a very lonely life for him for being a flight attendant. And that's why I got said, I could mm-hmm. never date a flight attendant. I could never date a DJ because those are two positions actually there's a lot of people i can't date because it's i'm very selfish with my time and i had to realize that i've gotten older i i i need someone who has a nine to five i can't be with someone who works overnight i can't be someone yeah, who takes who works the weekends real. yeah but it's because i'm very selfish with my time but i also expect my partner to be selfish with their time as well and, and to enjoy certain things so like i said when when free when, when tj ended up moving out of dallas and became a flight attendant like he's off doing his own thing i don't know we've not talked and we've talked We've not spoken in six years, but if I were to see him out, I wouldn't be like, "Oh, fuck you." You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
it would be like, oh, hey, well, shit, what's up with you? Like, oh, my God, it's been, you know, I what's would happening? sit there. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. again, he was at one point my best friend. So because no longer because he's not that in that role anymore, doesn't mean that he's a piece of shit to me. It just means that he's downgraded significantly to now yeah. he's someone I used to He was to demoted. Know. <laughs> yeah, he was demoted. You know, he was demoted. He's demoted now to somebody who's like a, a figment of my associate. Memory. Yeah, hard, yeah. Hard, he's yeah. not. Well, he's not even an associate because we don't even associate with each other. But again, it's not that we couldn't. Pick he's a drive-by friend. <laughs> I was like, by. Not, right, uh, but it's not like we couldn't be friends if we were to sit there and catch up, and, and he'd want to show interest either. You know what I'm saying? But it's just that I also do believe that friends have expirations date, no different from like gallons of milk, you know, or anything else is into your fridge. You know, everything's meant yeah. to be placed in there secured. You know, everything's supposed to be protected. And then at some point, it expires. But there are some things, i.e. you and I, we're like canned goods, bitch. We don't expire. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, never. We ain't never going out of style. Right? What they call what they, what they call them uh, when you go to, like, the, the food bank and shit to, to, to donate? Uh, they call them per- oh, non-perishable items. Perishables. What, yeah, perishables. Non-per- is non- it non-perishable? Yeah, non-perishable items. It's what yeah. you are. You and I are non-perishable items. <laughs> yes, sir. But. Hasta la muerte. But before we death. forget, hold up. I got to actually do the sound effects on this because it, oh it's a big God. deal. It's we'll a big deal. It, no, no, no. This is a big deal. It's not like just chaos or whatever. So we have been sponsored big time by. <laughs> I cannot with this, bro. By Spaces, which is a sister app to Hornet, the app. So shout out to Spaces, 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 Spaces. Yes, sir. We are officially sponsored, guys. Woo! Yes. That was a big announcement. Sorry we made you guys wait about it, but you know, we were going. <laughs> we had to. Of... We had to. We had to wait till the paperwork, the ink dried on the paperwork, and the funds were sent. Can keep it real. Yes, sir. <laughs> they <laughs> they <laughs> you just had to throw that out. There. <laughs> well, I mean, Jill was waiting for the funds. Okay. He's... <laughs> <laughs> this fucking sound effect is gonna <laughs> drive me crazy. But yes, guys, we are officially sponsored. So yes, woo-hoo. we have and more stuff also, coming too. We wait, do. Wait. I was gonna say, and I'm gonna let Ray give the next announcement. Not the person, but the announcement of what's to come. Yes, guys, we will officially be having our first special guest, a speaker. Woo! We will drop the name of that later on. Um, we're still working out the schedule and everything. But yes, yeah, special guest coming. Also. We have a new logo coming to the person who's working on it. Please hurry up. <laughs> if you hear this, because yes. they do listen to our podcast faithfully oh. as well. So hurry the fuck up. I'm just kidding. But yeah, <laughs> no. So special guests coming soon um, and new logo coming soon. And we are now currently operating on new software with the audio oh, yeah. should be a lot better. So Chris, clean. Yes, sir. So yes. So we hope you enjoyed episode six, 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 six. Okay, but wrap it up with a quote, Gio. Wrap it up. Yes, yes. So I love fucking Viola Davis. I love, 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 love Viola Davis. Queen, queen. I love her and just everything because she just has that power to move you. Um, she does. Even when she's playing a bitch, when she was in the Suicide Squad, when she was just a mean, vindictive woman, uh, Amanda Waller. She was so good. She's so she fucking was, good. But she commanded yeah. attention, and I love her. Yes. Again, I love Viola Davis. It's all in the eyes for me. For her, it's always how she speaks with her eyes. But yes. she says this one quote that I absolutely love. And the quote is, the privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. I'll read that again. The privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. Mm, I like that. All yes. right, guys. That's it. That's all. 
Love you, fatties. Talk to you later. Yes. Bye.